0: Are you overwhelmed by all the potential liturgical prayers that you could pray every single day? Are you looking for a way to incorporate liturgical living into your life and make it easy and accessible? Well, we've got some solutions for you coming up next with our guest, Kendra Tierney.
1: Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So glad to be here.
2: Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, so we're super excited to have Kendra on the show. Kendra Tooney is a wife and a mother of 10 children, no big deal, uh, from, ranges from newborn to teenager, and an enthusiastic and amateur experimenter in the domestic arts. I would say more than an immature, but uh, this bio says she <laughs> writes the award winning blog Catholic All Year and is a regular contributor to Blessed Is She Ministries. And in her spare time, is the voice of liturgical living at Endowed Ministries. Um, if you guys, man, check all of those ministries out, those Seriously. are great as well. And she's the author of uh, the Catholic All Year Compendium. And then the book that we're going to talk to, you, which I'm reading the bio from, is the Catholic All Year Prayer Companion. That goes along with this. Sorry, the light was a little off. So, uh, Kendra. Uh, tell us, for our listeners that, that don't know as much about you, just give a, a little synopsis of your background. Like, how where did you come from, and how did you become the liturgical expert in the church?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's all been rather unexpected. I uh, I was baptized Catholic, but didn't grow up with liturgical living traditions in in my home. Um, after my husband and I got married we decided that we really wanted to teach our kids about about our faith and you know kids are so inspiring i think and convicting on on that front that you know oh, really? what i wanted to teach them i needed to learn myself because i didn't know it and so as we were looking into these into the practices of the catholic faith and trying to learn all right you know when are we supposed to fast what is lent supposed to look like um, you know how how do I get toddlers through Sunday Mass? Just uh, you know, trying to do all of these research, all this research, and um, we were trying to do the hard stuff, and I think that's really important. And you know, teach our kids to sit quietly during the Rosary and um, and mm-hmm. and have a meaningful Lent and things like that. But while we were working on that, I realized you know I'm kind of presenting only half the picture of our faith because those sacrifices and those difficult things are are really important, but we also need the celebration and we also need to focus equally on the joy. And I realized there are all these amazing and sometimes hilarious liturgical living traditions that Catholics used to practice in families and in parishes and in communities and in whole countries. And I started realizing that in order to teach my kids the fullness and the truth of the faith, I need to work on both sides of that. And so we started learning about the saints and we started learning about the these prayers and devotions and these traditions that are part of our inheritance as Catholics and to really make that part of our domestic church. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's such a good point. We have spiritual directors that say, in order to fast well, you have to feast well, and that you can't have one without the other. And I think that this uh, whole picture, like that it all, it's both and not just like, hey, we're going to take away, we're going to take away, we're going to do all the hard stuff, but we're not going to do any of the joyful celebration side, is such a Uh, like disservice to the church, a disservice to our faith, a disservice to our children if we want them to remain Catholic. Like this idea of like, how do we incorporate both? And I, so I greatly appreciate the resources that you have provided in liturgical living. How I, as we dive into this new book, how is this different than the original book, the Catholic All Year Compendium?
1: Yeah, so the Catholic Year Compendium, well, I, I should say that they, they started off as one book, but I, mm. you can ask my editors at, at Ignatius Press, I only submit 600 page manuscripts to them. And I was like, okay, this is great, but let's do this, but half. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, So the, the Catholic Year Compendium um, it ended up being just the history and the stories behind all of the feast days and how we learned to incorporate liturgical living into our family life, so it's it, it really sort of explains the concept of liturgical living and explains where these feast days came from, and a little bit about all of the saints and a little bit about um these stories from the Bible that that were given uh, as you know as important things that we want to remember every year, you know, just sort of that idea, and then it has suggestions in it for. Bible readings that are associated with these days and prayers and different devotions that are associated with months and with saints that promoted those devotions and things like that. And then uh, when when people liked the compendium, uh, I said, hey, now how, how about I put all the rest of this stuff that we cut out in its own book? And um, And that was 600 pages again, because I added a whole bunch of new stuff into it. <laughs> right, how half, And I said, OK, but how about 400 pages? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I I really wanted all these things in one place because if you you know if you've ever sat down let's you know let's pray quickly together as a family and then you're on phones and trying to find the right
2: yeah.
1: translation of something trying to find yeah. and, you know and it just ruins the moment and I check a text message real quick and you know it, it it's not it's not as good as paper and a book and yeah. um, and. So, you know, I always tell people, I put things together that are useful resources for my family and I hope that they will help other people. And this book, I I am so glad that, you know, that other people bought the other book because I want this to sit in my dining room so I can just yeah. grab it um, mm-hmm. and just open up to the feast day and there's the prayers right there.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the things I loved was in the beginning, you you give some Uh, background and ideas. And I think one of the things you talked about was your husband working long hours. And yet like you want him to be the leader of the family and the leader of the family prayer. But yet it's kind of hard when he like rolls in right at dinner slash dinner is like starting already because my kids are melting down. And like to have this and be like, hey, it's already bookmarked and here it is. And like you just read this and yet like we get to incorporate this into joyful mm-hmm. chaos that we have going on <laughs> and to have those important prayers. Yeah, well,
2: I think a lot of Catholic men um, that I talk to want to step up and be the spiritual lead of the household. Like, they want to um, help their family grow in faith to, to do all of those things. But, uh, but we've got a lot on our plate, right? Like I fly airplanes. So like when I come back from, you know, a 12 hour day, it's pretty hard to like put together this prayer schedule that our family's going to do. But if Katie just, you know. <laughs> Opens the page up and says, "Hey, could you read this? Could you lead our family in prayer?" Like I am more like that is so helpful for someone like me. So and
1: that's really exactly that's really exactly where this book came from. Is that exact yeah. situation where my husband is such a good man and he's such a good dad and he's really really busy and he, uh, you know, exactly what you were saying that dads yeah. who either you know didn't grow up with this <clears throat> with these types yeah. of traditions or are just so busy at work, and they want to be that leader and show, you know, we want our kids to see that that our faith isn't something that just happens on Sunday. It's not a mom thing that, you, you know, your mom sits you down for catechism lessons for homeschool, or it, it, because if you if we want our kids, and I think this is true of, you know, of sons and daughters, both that they need to see their dad's um, you know, being invested in the faith. Well, you know, not necessarily need to, but it is. It's very beneficial. And, yeah. and this this book came from just like what you were saying that I would you know print something out or make suggestion to my husband, and now this you know just sits there, and all he has to do is I can say yeah, there's something in there for today, and yeah. and the kids get to see um, their dad being invested in 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 their practice of the faith.
0: Yeah. I I think it's so important um, too, to just mention like that this is so helpful for me in that because my life is chaotic and it's crazy and to have the responsibility to prepare something for him like mm-hmm. is hard and yet like having a resource like this and then I also want to just hit on you do write a little bit about a reluctant uh, spouse and how we incorporate this into our family, even if your spouse is reluctant. And so I know we just talked about how like good it is to have a father in that leadership and to live out the faith and to let their children see that and vice versa with a mom also mm-hmm. important, but then how do we do this? Um, if we do have a spouse that doesn't necessarily want to. And so I think that the book answers some of that question mm-hmm. as well.
2: And, and I would just, I would like to encourage our listeners, especially if, mm-hmm. if you're a father out there, uh, liturgical living doesn't, doesn't sound i don't know to a man that's not yeah like liturgical living like let's go <laughs> do it uh and, well and, and um i guess just more, more of my my spirituality my demeanor i i i could do like the same thing over and over again every day like you know just kind of the small building habits and, and i would be totally fine with that like that that's okay for me but it, it that's something I've appreciated with Katie and the beauty of having kids is, is she's really kind of brought that out through like these books, through the liturgical living is I've got to experience the the church in a new way. I've got to, um, you know, our kids are like running around waving palms on Palm Sunday and shouting Hosanna. And, and like those little things are, are um, it's, it's helped me to grow. Whereas I, I wouldn't naturally just go seeking out liturgical living, but since the, like these guides are there, they, they've really opened that, a, a spiritual door open for me that I would have never really uh, walked through in a sense. And I
0: I think one of the things that really struck me in this book too is I think when we hear the word liturgical living, liturgical living is more than just crafts and activities. Yes. Like it is prayer that draws you in to the story of salvation, to the greatest story ever told and how important that is and how good this resource is for somebody who maybe doesn't want to do crafts and activities but like is called to do prayer like we are all called into liturgical prayer so
2: so what yeah talk, so talk to us about the book like what are some of the prayers that are in there how how is this formatted tell us a little more about it
1: yeah i would say that you know crafts and activities and stuff you know we do some of that in our homeschool day we do a lot of Food-related things, because that's more sort of my, my comfort zone, more than mm. crafts with kids. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, those are those. The burden of those fo- falls he- more heavily on moms. And if that's yeah. not your deal, then you can feel like liturgical living in the home just must not be for you. But you know, as you said, prayer should be incorporated by by all of us and. And that's really the focus of this book, to be something that we can just pick up and use on any day without any preparation, that there are prayers in it. There's a section that can be used for daily prayer, broken up into the you know morning, the Angelus, evening prayers, examination of conscience. So there really are things that you could use in it every single day. And then it covers over 100 feast days during the year with and and also all the seasons of the of the liturgical year, so you can crack it open and look. You know, is there something specific for this day, and or, or this season? So there's novenas, and there are, um, are are you know particular prayers and Bible readings associated with mm-hmm. with different days. So it really with with no preparation, with no skills, with no uh, you know shopping for anything, you can be you can be ready to go. Um, you know, and there was one thing I wanted to touch on too, with, with dads is that I think our kids don't necessarily see the faith practices that my husband does on a daily basis because he's not home. So when I go to daily mass, I drag a bunch of kids with me and, and they see it. My husband goes to daily mass on his own and they don't, see that. And he, you know, listens to podcasts and he listens to the daily readings and he prays the rosary, but they don't see that. And so um, even though his personal practice of the faith is so important and helps him be a better father and a, and a better husband, but I love that if we can come together at family dinner, which is so important in our home and is really the basis of our family apostolate is that that family dinner, then my kids see my husband's um practice of the faith
2: mm. yeah, oh, man that that rings like such a chord that's so beautiful and and um you know for someone who thinks that four hundred pages worth of a prayer guide is is too much the i think like the point of it is that there um there's there's something for everyone there is something for every day and then and we just get a we get a lot of questions a lot of um you know where do I start um they, they feel lost. I, the Catholic church can be overwhelming in everything that it has. Uh, but I, I think sometimes we miss the mark in like the Catholic church has set up this beautiful liturgical calendar to bring us in to the prayer life and the seasons. And, you know, like they have they there's uh, such a beautiful way to draw us in. And that, that's what I like about the book is the fact that um, it's just pr- it's practical. Right. We're busy. We've got three tiny saints that are running around that um, we can never keep the house clean enough. And so it's <laughs> just like, uh, I just, yeah, I, more and more now I'm just appreciating the resources that are like, here it is. Like I, you, you're doing the best you can. Life is really hard and tiring. So here's a way, dads, moms, to just <laughs> a small way to grow in holiness.
0: Yeah. What would you suggest for people who are trying to start learning to mm-hmm. live liturgically? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the the Catholic Church is so full of amazing, I I like to call them opportunities and resources, (laughs) but yeah, we could never, even the greatest saint could never hope to accomplish all the possible devotions and prayers on, on any one day. So I like to look at the liturgical calendar as a framework, that it gives us a suggestion for here's a, you know, yeah, we should be praying for the Holy souls every single day of the year. Do I, no, I don't necessarily, but I can do it that in November and I can Mm -hmm. specifically do it during the holy week of the Holy souls indulgence. And so, and then it makes sure that I'm doing that every single year, coming back around to it again. My kids are exposed to it again and again. And if we're in a tough season of illness or pregnancy or new baby, and things get skipped. Then it's not like oh, I've just abandoned it forever. Yeah, it's it's hey, here here it comes again. All right, you know we missed it last year, but we can come around again and we can do it this year. And it has just been you know my oldest is nineteen now, and my youngest is one. And these 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 devotions are things that we can all share together, and and ex- they can experience them differently over the years. And and that's been a really beautiful thing. Um, As far as starting out, I do always, I, I always suggest to people that, you know, start small, don't try to do everything all at once, choose devotions to saints that are important to your family. And I always suggest that people start with an inward focus, because I know how much my kids are a motivation and an inspiration to me. So we the the feast days that we started out celebrating were are the name days of the people in our family and even though those aren't necessarily as important to the universal church as things like solemnities and holy days of obligation but those are really important to our family and we want to make sure that we encourage that relationship that our kids would have with their patron saints uh, so we always start, I, I tell we started and I tell people to start with what we call the three special days. So your name day, your baptism anniversary, and your birthday. And so kids get to be special on that day. And those were the first feast days that we tried to celebrate at home, just with a little bit of a special meal or a dessert and, and saying some prayers. And in the book, there are prayers that are for a birthday, for a name day, for a baptism day. Um, and and so, I think that's a great way to start because it makes kids feel special and it gives you that motivation to actually do something. Yeah.
2: I, I like the fact what you were saying about the liturgical calendar. It kind of takes some of the the guilt out of it, you know, because you're like, oh, like, yeah, the Holy Soul's in Purgatory. Like, I forgot all about you, but the church is like, it's okay. Like, we, we've got some time to pray for them. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think that's great. That. Oh, okay. So, I have a question. Uh, what because you have i mean kids all the way from from teenagers to to toddlers what have you seen in the liturgical count like how how does that work that that you you know can still kind of captivate and corral the toddlers but like keep the teenagers <laughs> engaged
1: yeah i think that there's a couple things and one aspect of it is just kind of a parenting issue where Um, You know, nobody in our family gets to just say, oh, this is lame. I don't want to do this. It's just part of our family culture. And it's easier if you start when they're little. uh, uh, and and, And it's just sort of the expectation. But, you know, we just have the expectation that our kids are going to participate in family activities with a minimum of grumbling. And this is just one of those. And. We we honestly haven't had a lot of pushback on it. It's it's something that that we enjoy, and I think part of it is that it's associated with getting to have dessert and you know uh, and and uh, you know fun family activities. And so it's not just um, you know it's not just prayer, although we should appreciate just prayer and devotion. I, you know, I know even for me, the dessert part is a nice. <laughs> And, and also as the kids grow older, it's been really fun to see them be able to take more of a leadership role. And, you know, if my husband is at home, then my oldest son can, you know, take over sort of as the, as the leader of the prayers for that day. And, and that we really do try to, um, to maintain a little bit of a hierarchy and, um, so that, that be, that. A life of prayer and a life of prayer leadership is aspirational for the little kids we don't want to convince them that prayers are something that only little kids do and so um, the little kids look up to the big kids and and look up to a time when they can be a leader too um and we we do have some of our liturgical living activities we do things like um Like they'll get to put a bean in the bean jar during uh, Lent for sacrifices. And we have a a similar thing that we do during Advent with straw for baby Jesus. And so the older kids can award pieces of straw or beans to the little kids. And uh, we do a hiding quarters uh, on Spy Wednesday, which is the day that Judas sold out Jesus. And so the older kids can, you know, do that part and hide the quarters for the little kids. Um, and so they're able to, to sort of transition into a more adult faith where they're sharing it with their younger siblings.
2: Man. Yeah. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Good. Uh,
0: good. Oh, we're like totally in the baby phase. So those are the aspirational, (laughs) you know, we're we're like, we're the four year old, the two year old and the newborn. (laughs) Like, And so that's the, uh, the end goal. So thank you for that inspiration Mm -hmm. of what's possible, how we live, continue to live that out.
2: Yeah, I, I want to ask, because uh, I think a, a lot of your resources uh, touch on maybe like a, a little bit deeper of a topic of culture um, mm-hmm. in this family culture. And and for people who didn't grow up uh, living liturgically or in, in the Catholic faith or the, just uh, or have seen the way that like modern society culture has has tried to draw them. I don't know. Can you touch a little bit on like the importance of the Catholic culture in in your life and your family, uh, and and how that looks for you guys?
1: I think it's hugely important in in our family, and I, you know, my my oldest is is only, well, I guess he's about to turn nineteen this month. Um, so I don't feel like I can say, yes, I, you know, I have all these successful, you know, well-adjusted Catholic adults. I don't. So this is all (laughs) just an experiment for me too, but, (laughs) but what it feels like, what my gut tells me is that, that we want our kids to understand the truth of our faith and, and understand Catholic doctrine and why we believe what we believe. That's really important. But also if we want our kids to stay Catholic, we also want them to realize, you know, that that all of these fun yearly um, parties and associations, those are Catholic things. And those are things that you would walk away from. You know, it, it, you're not gonna get a devil pinata on the feast of uh, St. Mike, on Michaelmas, in any other religion. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and you're not going to get a bonfire for the Feast of St. John the Baptist, um, other places, and, and that these are really things that we have lost, like, you know, Eucharistic processions through the streets. And I think that it, it happened that, that the Catholic Church sort of distanced itself from those things in our country for reasonable reasons, for reasons of that people were focused on just the cultural celebrations and not the doctrines and teachings behind them. Mm And, and for, you know, ecumenical reasons of wanting to focus on the similarities that we have with our Protestant brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. But I think that we've given up, we've sacrificed a lot on that because now being Catholic just sort of feels like one choice among many. Mm -hmm. And as Catholics, that's not what we believe. And I think that, you know, my, my focus has been, let's make Catholicism weird again. Let's make it different. Let's make it mean something. And if you're going to walk away from the Catholic church, you're going to walk away from all the cool, weird stuff that only we have. And we, you know, and while we're at it, we, the reason that we have a Eucharistic procession on the Feast of Corpus Christi is because we have the real Jesus and no one else has that. And if we believe that we have the real Jesus, then we put up a yellow tent and we have a pokey gold monstrance and we walk through the streets and we show people, this is what we have in the Catholic church. Come be part of it.
2: Oh man. Aww. That's so good. I, and and that's so important, right? And and I think inspirational for, um, you know, our parents out there who are, are worried about, um transmitting the faith onto their children you know it, it's it's some in some ways it seems like a daunting impossible task mm-hmm. but like like you said i truly believe the way that we do that is through one our own witness and to the culture the culture that you set up like that is how you transmit traditions and teachings and beliefs is through the culture that you set up in your house in your church in your parish all of that
0: yeah. and i think the idea of that culture involving this liturgical living to make Mm. Catholicism weird again, (laughs) 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 to have it stand out, to have it be Mm. the truth, the way, the only way, this um, realizing that how we live, uh, it transmits do we truly believe this? Like, Mm -hmm. do we believe that we have the presence of Christ? Do we believe that we have a communion with the saints? Do we believe that they can intercede for us, that they can be examples for us, that they can have a relationship just as we can have a relationship with the God of the universe? And this idea of this, how do we live this out? And I just... Thank you Mm -hmm. for this resource. Thank you for something that I know is going to sit on our dining room table as we incorporate these into breakfast or dinner, depending on when (laughs) dad's home, which meal. Um, But the element of just allowing this to be a central part of our day-to-day life.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kendra, where where can people go to find out more about all the stuff that you have (laughs) going on?
1: Uh yeah, catholicallyear.com is my uh website and so uh I can be found there. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um and the book is available on my website. It's also available uh from Ignatius Press and wherever books are sold. <laughs>
0: Awesome. We will put links for all of that down in the description. So please check them out. Mm -hmm. And for all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining this conversation with Kendra for trying and starting to incorporate liturgical living into your lives, into your families, into your prayer. And so know that we are praying for you. If you found value in this, please share it with a friend so that they too can have these resources, like the video and subscribe. Until next time, God bless.